music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, if you're into new bluegrass, jamgrass, you'll dig reconnecting with Chris Ganji from Cornmeal. Now, he joined our bluegrass show last year, and he's back to tell you about the show in Lincoln, August 20th at Knickerbockers, and about some lineup changes with the band since the last time we talked. Chris Ganji from Cornmeal, he's the bassist guy, they're the real deal, got that bluegrass vibe. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you for having me again. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Just wait for that intro. That's why we hook up with you guys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that intro keeps you coming back. It does, every time. Okay, so you've had a little bit of a lineup change since the last time we talked, so fill us in. We do have the same lineup. It's just uh, minus one fiddle player. We're still in flux and have been using a variety of sit-in fiddlers for the last year. Okay. So this next tour, um, we're really happy to have Philip Roach, uh, formerly of a band called the Giving Tree Band, okay. which he was in for the last five years, and he's, uh, he's taking command of the fiddle seat for this next tour with us. So. Okay, so now, did it take a while to find someone that melded both musically and socially with the band? Oh, yes, that's always the hardest part, is to find someone who, who can run the gamut on both ends. When you're uh, traveling around the country as much as we do, personality is really an important factor. Yeah. Because if you don't enjoy the people you're working with, then it's silly to do the work, is, is my opinion. Yeah, so, I agree with that. <laughs> you can't fake it on stage. As much as people try, it doesn't, it doesn't last very long, and the audience is pretty receptive to that kind of energy. I so, agree, yeah. You know, if you don't feel it on stage, the music is just going to suffer. Mm-hmm. So we've known Phil for a long time, and this is the first male fiddle player we've had in the band in probably 11 years. Okay. So okay. it's a completely different energy for us. We've, completely uh, different dynamic, both on yeah. and off stage. Both on and off stage, exactly. So um, we call it man tour now. Okay. Because <laughs> we've always either had female crew personnel or always a female fiddler for the last 11 years. And it's exciting for us because it, you know, it, it sort of fills a different air on stage. And, and probably also. keeps it fresh, too. It does. Uh-huh. It does. It uh, keeps us challenged and pushing forward as well with the music. So. Mm-hmm. Now, give a little rundown of the difference between kind of the progressive bluegrass, the new grass, versus the old-school Bill Monroe-type bluegrass. Well, uh, the biggest difference for us is we're, we're more of like the, you know, new grass revival stuff. It's more electrified acoustic instruments with drums supporting the rhythm side of, of bluegrass. It's still the inherent bluegrass beats. It's just sort of taking what the Stanley Brothers were doing in the 70s and, and a few other bands, maybe Gritty Jerk Band and New Grass Revival, obviously, and just taking it maybe to a more modern era style of songwriting. I write a lot of rock-oriented songs, you know, are really heavily versed in melody and chorus and throw an underlying bluegrass beat under it. But we bring in all sorts of influences like, you know, rock, jazz, and funk and you know, obviously psychedelic rocks in between. So there's a lot of room for improvisation. But there always was in bluegrass, and I think that's a lot, something a lot of people forget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So would you say that might be the biggest misconception about bluegrass? Yeah, I think that is. I think mm-hmm. back then the songs were two and a half minutes because you could only fit so many songs on a record. But in the studio, those guys were jamming 
for hours on end and taking, you know, rounds while everyone was picking solos, you know, improvising. So it's something that a lot of people forget. But just because the recorded studio material was so short doesn't mean that that's not what was exercised in the practice room and sometimes on stage. I see. Do you ever bring in non-bluegrass instruments? Oh, yeah. It's funny you ask because we just had a saxophone the other day. Okay. Um, sitting in with us on stage. Yeah, we've brought in a lot of different things, percussionists and, you know, horn sections. And, uh, I mean, when you're on the road, you, you become this kind of kinfolk with so many other bands, especially in the festival season, that you come to know and love and respect as musicians. So it's always a good opportunity to have people sit in with you. So I think that's what actually drives a lot of the music forward and, and kind of gets it away from this homogenized, you know, genre. Yeah. It's, it's bands that are, you know, willing to go, oh, what would a saxophone sound like, you know, here? So now, is that something that happens organically as you guys are all, you know, playing the different festivals together? Does somebody just, like, come up on stage and start playing, or is it by invitation? Sort of both. It's okay. a lot of, oh, we got to a festival and realized uh, there's a horn player we know over there. Hey, that would be cool. Have them come up for a song and, you know, they'll do a solo. So, yeah, a lot of it is, you know, inv- I mean, it's not just pe- people bum-rushing the stage with, <laughs> you know, glockenspiel and, uh, <laughs> you know, flutes and accordions. But um, as you kind of are in the same scene, you just, you know, run into the same people over and over again. Right now we're talking with Chris Ganji of progressive bluegrass band, Cornmeal. Is there one non-bluegrass instrument that you personally feel sounds the best with bluegrass instruments? So I, I guess off the top of my head, since we do it that way, yeah. yes, drums would probably be the biggest. Okay. But, uh, you know, when it comes to a traditionalist, once they see a drum kit on stage, it's sort of when everyone gets up with their chairs and slowly <laughs> saunters away. Yeah. At least they did for the first about five or six years we were doing it. Um, but uh, people have come to expect that sort of thing with us. Oh, and nice. I also think the audience has grown a lot since. Yes, since yes. I think with the power of the Internet and the ability for people to uh, explore other kinds of music and listen to what other bands are doing across the, the world with bluegrass, it opened up a lot of people's minds, and I also think a lot of the festivals realized the worth of having bands that were on the fringe of bluegrass. Right. You know, were you ever tempted to put the drum kit away? It, it was frustrating for a little while. Yeah, yeah. because it's difficult when you're putting it all out there, and and, uh, and people are walking away a little. You know, in a little bit. Right, you like know. you're insulting them. Yeah. Yes, almost. So, yeah. So we've had a few people, you know. I mean, it wasn't too many. Yeah. We've been very fortunate as, in our career that we've had a lot of support from the community. You know, well, you we know, also have shied away from the super, super traditional. Yeah. How does, like, the bluegrass or the festivals, how do they feel about, like, if there were a country band on? Is that frowned yeah. upon or is that embraced? Or do they have to be, like, country slash bluegrass? Yeah, I think still it has to be a little country slash bluegrass, you know yeah. I mean? We play a little country, we play a little rock and roll, we play mm-hmm. a little bluegrass. You know, we won't go into a completely sit-down bluegrass event and play all our psychedelic rock stuff. We'll exactly. tailor a lot yeah, of that right, stuff yeah. to our audience. You know, you know where you can push the boundaries at We do, place. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that as an artist, that's just something you grow to learn to do. Right. Um, Instinctually. Instinctually, if, if your repertoire supports it, you know, it has right. to support the various genres. So, um, and it's something that over the 15 years of Cornell, we've really touched upon a lot of different music. So, uh-huh. 
you know, we can always go back and play the, you know, traditional, the rolling in my sweet baby's arms and all that old Bill Monroe stuff. Uh, oh. Is that what you stuff. learned early on? Yeah, it was all Stanley Brothers and Bill Monroe and the Leuven Brothers. What do you prefer most? I love acoustic music. It's why okay. I started playing bluegrass music. I, the challenge of controlling an acoustic instrument in certain environments was always fascinating to me. Um, whether I would say I prefer it or not is uh, a little different. I think we do what we do because we like all of it so okay. much, and I think we would get bored of one you know, we're sort right. of like an ADD, a band of ADD And what can people yeah. expect on August 20th when cornmeal comes to Cornhusker country? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's very fitting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to tell you the truth, honestly, Nebraska, we have some of our best shows ever, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the corn husband. That's the corn I, thing. I, it's it got to be, be right? Yes, uh, I will just say we always, always have just such a, a high energetic crowd. You're going to have to do your live DVD from Nebraska. Yes, exactly. See, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we can just expect a really good, good rocking time. So. Well, yeah. next time you pass through, you got to check in with us. I will, always. Always. Okay, we need a new song for next time. <laughs> we'll I work on it. challenge you guys. Okay. We will. Okay, Chris. Okay. Have a good show. Okay, thank you guys so Take much. Take care. Appreciate what you do. All right. Chris Ganji of the band Cornmeal. Catch them this week, August 20th, at Knickerbockers in Lincoln. Hey, stick with us over the break. Just a couple of minutes. It's the top of our second hour here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Lots more music coming at you with local natives and bells and whistles. And right now, you can journey to break with Cornmeal. It's a three more miles till I hit the river gal. Slipping down the highway, sleeping in the back. Got a hand on the wheel and the other on the phone. Thirty more days till I'm coming back home. Papa said, son, don't waste your life waiting for your time to come. The world out there is big and round, and if you want to find your destiny, you got to shake it down. 